Are we rolling? Yeah, we are rolling. Oh, are we? Oh, sorry. You know, somebody needs to say something like I thought that. we were going to do something well, I, in, I, a, I, in, a, in a pattern. Okay. I, oh, well, no. We, I mean, the show officially kicks off when when I hit this button. Oh. You don't know when you hit the button, though. Quantum Bomb. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's when we start, Rex. Welcome, everybody, to episode number eight. My name is Beth Hagendorf. And uh, you're listening to Quantum Bombs. You could uh, check us out at quantumbombs.com. You can support me and find me on my YouTube channel at Beth Hagendorf, where I talk about spirituality explained for the average Joe. I'm sitting here with three lovely gentlemen around me. Rex is fluttering his eyes at me. <laughs> um, so today's podcast, if I could pick anything, I'd like to talk a little bit about all the fun sex of Christianity. I didn't say sex. I said sex, which is like really hard to say. It's S E C T S. So yeah, Rex and uh, Rex is a a member of the Church of Latter Day Saints. Wait, Church, Church of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ of, of Latter Day Saints. Saints. You can say it real fast. Formerly known as the Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk to Rex about that a little bit today. And then my church is a little funky and different too. I consider myself uh yeah, like a believer and people would ask about it, I'd describe it as original Christianity. My church is called Self-Realization Fellowship. So that's what I want to talk about today. Y'all, what are we gonna talk about? Okay, well, I'm Matt Barnett and I run a leadership camp out in West Texas called Impresario. That's spelled with an I. And you can check it out at impresariocamp.com. And uh I like to talk about a lot of things. So I'm here generally because uh, I guess I would be seen as the expert on the explosives, uh, weapons, and the chemistry of explosives. Uh, but I, but my interests vary all over the place. I, I'm a big fan of hot springs and traveling the west part of the United States. So anyway, if we're going to talk about Christianity, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, in the good old South, I'm just a boring, born again Christian, and uh, I'm just here with my friends that I love very much, even though we're all different. And uh, so Rex, what about you? Yes, I'm Rex. But will I talk about? Well, I don't do anything. My life is behind me, so I have lots of stories to tell about what I've done. Uh, right now, I'm just here. Beth doesn't uh, like those. I know, <laughs> but they're good stories. I also had a little show and tell, if I may, because oh, yeah. we talked about it so much. Now, I have when I sold my house, I got rid of so much of this stuff that I collected, and you remember, I I, I have a habit of collecting things. But now, ocean liners. One of the things that they were built for was to carry mail. RMS Titanic stands for Royal Mail Ship Titanic. Well, airships also carried mail. And this is one of my collectibles. That's a piece of airmail that was carried on the maiden voyage of the Hindenburg. Wow. Oh, wow. So if you listen to our last episode, guys, we like fangirled hard on the Hindenburg and our now new life goals to have our own dirigible. Okay, so... You were saying the Titanic, though, carried well, I was mail. Just, I know that, that it's, it was called RMS, which stands for Royal Mail Ship Royal uh, Titanic, Ship. whereas I don't, but the Hindenburg didn't carry that. But yet that the purpose when, of these vehicles were carrying passengers, but it was also mail was extremely important. Uh, and so that was... Oh, I do see Hindenburg on the yeah, back. So it's got the stamps on it, but that was the maiden voice. Now, it was the second leg. That was from New Jersey back to uh, Germany. But that Frankfurt. Was, yeah, Frankfurt, where the Frankfurt... A hot dog Frankfurt gets us. This actually flew on the Hindenburg oh, on, its, wow. on, its, on its flight back to Germany, uh, its maiden flight back in 1936. It blew up a year later. But that's why I think it's cool about something like this. I mean, you're it's, right here. This was actually on the thing we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's it, already it, achieved it, our life dream, which oh, it, is a ride on a dirigible. Is the letter in there? No, no, it's not. It's just the envelope, unfortunately. Okay. But I thought it was because it's in great shape. 
you know, and it's, and it's stamped and marked, and it's just one of my collectibles that, since we were talking about it, I thought would be interesting to bring up. And what do you call a man with no arms, no legs, and a pile of leaves? Russell. What? Oh, oh my yeah. God. I was and wondering if we were ever going to introduce Russell. We're like, oh, we don't. It, that was interesting. That was right? slick. I love Yeah, them. very well. I, I, yeah. There's two of them here at the table, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> Matt with no arms and no legs in front of a door. Matt, no arms and legs and a pile of leaves. Russell, go ahead. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my name's Russell Hagendorf. And um, if you didn't listen to the last episode, there was alcohol that was consumed, and the folks that are here um, pledged their life savings to purchase an expensive blimp, and they also pledged to go to the desert in West Texas sometime around October of this year and summon aliens. If you missed it, you may want to go back and listen. We're doing that. <laughs> I don't know what we have to do to explain to Russell that a rigid airship is not a blimp. He's unteachable, but go ahead, yes. So, uh, rigid airship. Rigid airship has an has an aluminum frame. A blimp is essentially an elongated balloon. Okay. Um, and it's much bigger. Rigid airship is much bigger. And what keeps it floating in the air? Hydrogen or helium. Or helium would be safer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be safer. Why not just vacuum all the air out? Wouldn't that be even better? That that's not going to float, bro. A vacuum. He's a scientist. Yeah, yeah. Like all, all the air in this room, and, and, and you suck it all out. The pressure is going to squeeze it shut. It's but just going to fall. But you got that like rigid frame to keep it to keep the volume. <laughs> so the reason you fill it with the lighter fluid, other than air, you fill it with a lighter gas, is because it's lighter, but you still have positive pressure. What would be better? You're than saying that? make a bubble. Yeah. But you basically make a bubble that would float up. I don't know. This is what it. Have to have some kind of gas in it. Yeah, talking to this. So, uh, look at that. You was, got me thinking here. While we're at it, it was two million cubic feet, by the way, of hydrogen. That's why it was such a nice big bomb. So we're going to save a lot of money on our rigid airship by not having to put fill it with expensive gas, and we're just going to pull all the air out, and then it'll just float on up. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that's going to work. I think the weight of the frame and the the fabric is just it's going to overcome. I know what you're saying because if you look in the ocean and and the water it has is you know dense and you make a, a void that's less dense than the water, what does it do? It's a bubble and it goes up. All right, we can make a submarine then. I don't know how expensive is this because Russell, you said we pledged our life savings. I would like to think before I die, I could buy like fifty to a hundred dirgibles. Oh, good. And we made it. We actually made a size restriction. It was two hundred feet or longer, right? Two hundred yards. Well, or the Hindenburg was eight hundred. Well, was like I think it was eight hundred and eleven. I think ours was three hundred minimum size. So, okay. anyways, Russell, I want a veranda. Throwing that out there, my manifestations and life plans are, are definitely bigger than well, one dirigible. Why aren't these like? There's enough wealthy people. There's enough Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos is out there. Um. Why aren't these people like they have yachts? They're missing the flare. <laughs> why, why do all look, the ranchers around here have cows well, and not tanks? Look, they have yachts. One of them would have been like, you know what? I'm going to flex instead of flexing with a yacht. I'm going to flex with a dirigible. We're going to be the ones who do it yeah. again. They can't be. They won't be done commercially because we discussed this last time. The bad PR of the Hindenburg blowing up. It was such a shocking visual. It no. Doesn't matter that they're safe. Yeah, but no one alive remembers that. I mean. Oh. Are you kidding? All right. Well, I mean, I mean, well, well, and no one alive even knew what year was that? Like, uh, 1937, anyone? but okay. it's, it's a famous video. I mean, it's on the I've album. I've seen it. Led Zeppelin album for Crandall. That's eternal. When we get our Blown Away show picked up and I get it on a streaming network, 
We're going to recreate it. And the young folk and millennials of today will know. Well, now well, let's teach to, them about the Alamo while we're at it. Oh, please. Dear. Now, another, <laughs> let's teach the, teach the Texans about the Alamo first. That's shocking. One thing about a, a dirigible is that there's very little living space in for the size of the ship. For instance, a ship is all full of rooms. That, it was mostly gas with, with just a small, very small living section in the bottom of the dirigible. So it's not a great use of space. Have you seen a movie that uh, depicts it, one of those fighting in World War II? World War One. Okay, World War One. They actually used them as like battleships. Yeah, they were. They that's how they. I mean, they were. They were much. That's how they bombed London was with dirigibles because you the know, planes were very basic. They actually had a machine gun mounted on the front of the biplanes that was uh, fitted with a special ammunition just for the dirigibles. It had uh, an incendiary part that was designed to uh, ignite the hydrogen in there. And it was still incredibly hard to bring them down for some reason. Yeah, they, yeah they, if you brought down a dirigible as an as a as a, on, on a biplane. For some, you were like a hero, and I think wasn't the uh, the skin of the dirigible was made from cow intestines. That I don't know. It, I, there was a lot of cows that had to die to make those things, <laughs> and then I think they coated it with aluminum for some reason. You're not joking, like a and cow hide. You're saying the outside the, the of the cow intestine, cow. not the hide, the oh. intestines, because it's very thin. It's like uh, what what were prolactics made of in the 1800s? They were like sheepskin. Let's say later call them sheepskin, but yeah. it was the intestine of the sheep, right? I would think so. I don't know. Yeah, so. It's a durable material that's very thin. I think it was the I think it was cow intestine. They talked about how many cows had to die in Germany to make one zeppelin. And then I want to say that they coated it for some reason with aluminum, maybe to reflect sun heat. I, I'm not sure, but that's a kind of a deadly combination because powdered aluminum, you know, tends to be able to burn. Uh, when but it's, it's still it's hard to shoot down for some reason. Yeah. So all those factors against it, and still tough. That's well, so. Um, you're in World War One and you're flying a dirigible, and the enemy—it's it's a large target. I'm assuming the yeah, enemy is a huge target. A huge slow target. The enemy was able to squeeze off small arms around through it. It penetrates at least one side, right? Oh, probably, probably both. Okay, now it's leaking, right? Yeah, yeah. But so, those rounds also were trying to burn it because they're incendiary. Yeah. So it—I don't know. It just seems like it would never work because it would be like so easy to just get one bullet hole and then it's slowly going to. But it did. I don't know. I mean, again, I I don't know. Maybe quite there was the compartments. I think well, there, there was. Were, well, yeah, there certainly were compartments. There there were individual compartments. Like the Hindenburg had like like it was like eight, 16 compartments. I can't remember. And, and then also think about this: hydrogen by itself is not going to burn. No. So if the round went in and was burning in there, and there was just pure hydrogen, it's not going to light. It needs oxygen. It's got to have oxygen. Maybe that's what it was then. So it would only burn at the interface. If you look at the Hindenburg, it didn't blow up. It burned up, mm -hmm. and it burned. Now, it's going to burn rapidly, but it's only going to burn at the interface of the oxygen and the hydrogen. Interesting. I never thought about that. But all I know, Russell, is that, that as, as silly as it seems, it seems like you could bring it down with a small caliber handgun, but they were really hard to bring down, and they, were, they terrorized England. Well, and think of it, it's 800 feet long, and there's a 45 caliber hole stuck in it. I don't That's think a the little hole would make hole. a difference. Yeah, because in it's not run. pressurized like a plane is. So I, I don't think actually having two holes on both, you know, like com coming in and going out, I don't even think it would be Well, it was pressurized, but it's just such a tiny, tiny hole. Was it pressurized, well, though? Yeah. It, you know what? Because it's it, you could still breathe. Wait, it's not high enough where they needed to pressurize the cabin. Uh, they, they don't no, live no, in the no, balloon. No, they live in a little container that hangs underneath. Oh, uh, well, you mean we're not partying in this huge no. like party? Well, no, you don't breathe uh, pure hydrogen. No, no, you would be part of it because, oh. like, and part of it because, like, the Hindenburg. If you breathe air, which is just as heavy as the air around it. So, yeah. you, in the Hindenburg, the gondola below it was just for it was just the bridge where they where they drove the ship. But the actual you know, the bottom of the Hindenburg was where the cabins and their lounges and everything were. I so see. that that was bigger. The Graf Zeppelin, which was was just that gondola. 
But uh, yeah, there was space. There was there was there's there's room to party. Don't worry. and the coolest was the one that had the biplanes that hung underneath. Yes, and they would just really... let it go, and you'd fly away, and then you would fly back up, and then we'd walk have to onto have those. It. Oh wow, I want that one. That existed in World War One. We had the coolest no, stuff. No, these are aircraft carriers in the sky. In the sky, yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, that was that was see, that was the Americans. We had we had a lot of them. Uh, we uh, ours didn't do well either though. Um, but uh, we had the one that dropped the biplane. I think. Yeah, we need that uh, back. And when you start dressing like that, well, too. I'll buy that they could drop one, but you're saying you could land back in it? No, 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 no. I, well, I, I wonder yeah, if they well, could Well, if catch that thing them. went 84 miles an hour, a biplane moves slow. That would be about, yeah, I wonder if they could catch them. Yeah. Well, if, they, if they're traveling the same, yeah, they just kind of rack back I think back we need in, to do some. Pull back in the rack. We need to do some research. We, we need to know more about it. We're just kind of speculating right now. I'm going to do some research on, oh, on dirigibles. Okay, so a small, you know, a small handgun penetrates it. It's huge. <laughs> It's pet pressurized, let's say at low, lower pressures, it's still pressurized, a lighter gas at lower pressures. So it's going to, that gas is going to escape through the hole, but not quickly. And not only that, once it's equalized pressures, there's nothing pumping air in, you know, through that bullet hole. So it still retains the lighter gas inside just at no pressure. You know, it'll slowly, slowly, it, you know, through the hole. It, right. So it's not like a tight balloon. Yeah, so that's that's kind of maybe why they were so hard to bring down is because even with a bullet hole, they would just equalize pressure, but the lighter gas would still be inside. You'd need multiple holes so air would come in and then push the lighter air out the other side. Yeah. Uh, he said it what I was wondering. Mm. Much better. Oh, there. I'm going to have to figure out what movie. It's a really good movie that has a dirigible, and they have like a, a machine gun nest on it. Well, they did. They had to defend themselves from the planes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a movie, a World War One movie about the... The uh, aces with the biplanes, right? I think that's it. From yeah. the era? Yeah. Because uh, one of the Indiana Jones movies has a dirigible that explodes over Hollywood. <clears throat> but that was set in 1938, so that was complete bunk. They didn't, they didn't fly in 38. Oh. Wasn't historically correct then? When did they first start flying? Yeah. What's that? When did they first start flying? Well, they said, no, no, they, they stopped flying in 37 with the Hindenburg. Oh, so it was historically incorrect because they were flying when they were no longer politically were, correct to be flown. They were no longer flying, but they had one crash over Hollywood see. in 38. Indiana Jones is one of my heroes, man. What movie is this? I don't remember I don't those. remember when. Uh, I don't remember which one. They really only like the first There's one only after like that. only like three. I know. Then they got kind of crappy after the first one as far as I'm concerned. But I don't. Okay, Russell, okay. I noticed you, you dodged what you wanted to talk about today. Okay. With, besides uh, dirigible... <laughs> What did I want to talk about? I mean, did you have any current events you wanted to read us? Or I um, hate it when I throw you on the spot like that. Sorry. Trump's actually running on a two-gender platform. And uh, <laughs> can a President Trump win, or can any president win on a two-gender platform? Well, I think Rex has the answer. What do you mean? Well, first of all, Trump <laughs> won last time, so he can probably win again. Um, can he run on a two-gender platform? I think yes. I think, again, we're, it's, we're talking about the emperor's new clothes. I think more people are fed up with this crap than are just are, are going with it. Are you saying that the two-gender platform means that he just believes there's two genders? Yes. Correct. Yes. Correct. And saying it and campaigning on it. He's campaigning on that. I don't even give that stuff the time of day because you're, you really are teetering on the edge of insanity. The in more fact, you talk about in it. fact, it feels like we're teetering on the edge of that beautiful shirt you're wearing, Make 1984 <laughs> Fiction. It is a bitchin' shirt. Matt, say something so the camera will flick to it and show it off. Oh, I'm going to do a little commercial for Beth here at her request. This is uh, her shirt. You can get them at Beth.tv, right? Yeah, no, but what it you're okay. The reason I brought up the shirt is because I actually really was thinking you're I, I you didn't know what Russell meant by two gendered platform. This is literally the world we're going into where you actually have to state 
I mean, because remember, so y'all are going remember into, two podcasts ago, we brought up the lady in Norway. I'm thinking about this because I'm going to Norway in two weeks, who went to jail because she didn't, because uh, I think she stated there was only two genders and men can't get pregnant. So yeah, this is, well, we are moving quickly into 1984 where there's double think and double talk, which is, you say something and the opposite is true. That's the loudest people saying that. The vast majority of people are not that insane. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think a campaign on that would work. Yeah, yeah, hands you know, down. The ones who the ones who are in the street burning buildings are loud, but the majority is sitting at home going, should, yeah, "Let's just vote." It, it should just be when I think about the double gender and the who can get pregnant. I just want to vote for the party that can keep us alive medically as a doctor. And any obviously we know the obvious, like my intestines are female, so you know you're working with that, and your intestines, all y'all's are males, and we know y'all aren't getting I, pregnant. I, yeah, yeah, our intestines are. It don't matter. I don't think. We don't have ovaries or she meant organs. Organs, yeah, but I do. Okay. I do. Would I do? Would I? I feel, our intestines are the same. If I ever, yeah, they make are. A turd, not make a turd. We both have turds, but you can you could have a baby, and and I could not. But that doesn't okay. come out of the intestines. You're right. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying, Jesus. Russell and Matt. If I ever have to serve time, yes, in jail, well then I, oh. you know, I may identify as a woman because you should. The yes, guy in you get California put in the jail with women, and exactly. you, get, you can get them pregnant too, which is a mystery. But oh, that's you right. Do. No, I think they've had two that, right? to three women in jail get pregnant from the man who I did. I'm sorry, the woman who identified as a woman. Yeah. I'm not trying to dead. So he was a lesbian. Dead name that person. Don't dead name him. He's just a straight dude that just. <laughs> he was a woman. <laughs> I, went to I would prison. totally do that. And then he. Yeah. He had plenty of stuff to do while there. Right. I bet he was in high demand. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm a Actually, total woman. Actually, I didn't woman. even think about the women wanting him. I just thought about him throwing himself, for forcing himself on women. No, are you kidding me? That dude could just sit in the corner and wait. Wow. No, yeah, you're probably right for the women in there that are doing life. Here's for another argument, though, you see, because there's a lot of guys in the men's the, you know, jail having sex, and none of them are getting pregnant. So maybe that's not possible because they're really trying hard. Yeah. <laughs> they're really trying hard. You know, <laughs> one thing... Uh, America decided it's going to become woke on transgender is like Southeast Asia seemed like they've had like the lady boy th thing like you know that's been a reputation they've had sure. for a long while like they they haven't seemed to have any pro like problems with it they're just a part of the society no one's virtue signaling about it but are they they're not actually saying they're female they're just lady boys they're just effeminate men who dress like women right well no they they even have they, it in the name correct lady boy no they will some of them will try to fool a straight man that they are indeed a female well they'll try to fool them yeah and russell spoke cautiously and clearly yeah. on that only because he knows not probably by experience, but because you've traveled there a lot. In well, no, I mean, world. some of them will, you know, some of them. <laughs> Throw my brother on the bus. Well, so like, you're saying you just, got fooled, Russell? It really just sounded like he's speaking from <laughs> clear experience of like many bros. Tell us about late I will say, like, uh, <laughs> if you look at their hands, it to me, it was always obvious. Their I'll, neck, the, the Adam's apple, does that ever give it away? No. Well, not to me. I mean, I feel like uh, you can have that shaved down. Good like, you can God. have, yeah. Ouch. But, Mm. But they're the the women there are really small, and so if a like if there's a a taller a, a taller lady, you may look at her hands and be like, no, oh, I don't know, got some See, big hands. In the telling, he always knows. Now we don't know what actually, actually happens. Actually, so it's always okay. Interesting. Well, but, but what's what I always found interesting about that whole thing that they got going on is like 
you can have a guy like me, but you can't do this. You need to just decide you're going to be like what they are is a biological male and they're probably not don't have enough money or resources to do anything to their biology, you know, to have the chopper and anything. Cut their so, they, so they just dressed in a certain way and they look they look and play the part of a woman. They're transgender, but I feel like they'd have much more success in attracting what they desire had they just stayed a man and been a gay dude. Because then there's plenty of gay dudes that look just like me that would be glad to hook up with them. But instead, they they trans they transferred over, and what? It, no, no wait, it makes my head hurt. Wait, I'm well, like trying to string yeah. inside of my brain. And I'm well, to, look like, here. Think well, about are they it. transgender or transsexual. I transvestite, you know what I mean? So that's like, Beth, you got any beer? Yeah, here we go. I do, straight, I do. Straight, straight dudes will, like, if straight dudes had to wear a skirt to get laid, every straight dude would be wearing a skirt. It's called like, a kilt. They don't care. We don't, straight dudes don't care. We'll wear anything to attract what we desire. That's what our priorities are. What, are. what do we want and what do they want us to look like? We're going to dress like that. So what I'm simply saying is, Am I not right? Like if well, so I, I definitely never dressed that way. Ask any girl. I never dressed for the women. I think you he, never. You, he's making I, point. I, I know what you're saying. I don't. You I don't. Very I don't believe you at all. Like very you make. You can say that all day long, but like you dress and put yourself together in a way that looks attractive to the like females that you and you desire females. Well, you're gonna deny that. Um. Well, like, I think it looks good because I like it looks well, good. Yeah, Matt like my boots every single day ever on an old white t-shirt and blue jeans. I don't think chicks dig it. You wear shirts from Beth.TV. Oh, yeah. But right. that is actually that. true. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, chicks dig this, Russell. That's why I'm wearing it. Matt specifically actually likes to dress. He's not military people, but he likes, because the military looks clean and disciplined and well, like their their mind is clean and put together like your life should be, he tries to dress like that. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, but back to what you were saying, Russell, were you just saying that if you were a lady boy that was a wanted your desire was to sleep with men, it would just be, be just way as easy easier. to remain a, a, a male looking dude. No, it would be way easier because there's way more gay dudes that'd be willing to hook up with another dude looking like a dude, yeah. but as soon as they transition well, to like feel- a, a girl, they're like, Well, I don't know, this isn't what I want. The the gay dudes just wanted a regular looking dude, not that looks like a dude, not a Some. so there's there's a reason why they dress up like that, and maybe we should get more cultured and interview one or something to know more. Well, it is kind of yeah, because what are you going to do if if someone fools you and you're in the bar and all of a sudden you get back to your room and yeah, I mean, oh, do you look, go, what's there? That I wasn't expecting. Oh, that I'll then. be dying. I guess I'll go anyway. I'm yeah, halfway here. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. actually, no. sadly, yeah, a lot of them it, sadly get beat up at that point in time. So, um. Well, you mm. laugh, but yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, know, I guess I, in I'm a like, way, it's deceitful. It's scary. Well, it would. Uh, let's see. So I like men. So if I were met a guy I liked, and then we were somewhere, I wouldn't go home with him, guys, on the first night. So we're somewhere appropriately in public, but yet private enough to like, you know, maybe cuddle and kiss. And I was like, "Wow, you're a woman." Yeah, I guess my, I guess I'd be real confused. And well, I don't know if that would ever happen. Mm. Wait, so he, she'd have to look like a real beefy guy. I don't know if I've ever met a woman that looks like a beefy guy. That oh, I, I don't know. Kiss. You ain't been around. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I guess I'd be mad, but I wouldn't be violent. No, don't be violent. But I, but I'd be he, who, honestly, I would be that? so embarrassed. I probably would not blame them. I would just be ashamed. Like, I, yeah, I'd actually put the blame directly on me. W- was that? And I you? think that's why men get upset and violent because they do also yeah. blame themselves, and then they 
turn that into anger. I could see person. that becoming very scary. I I would be very scared to be in their shoes and be like, oh look, I got a wiener, and the dude get really mad and beat him up. I I think that's no. real possible. And the most recent story I heard about this was let's go back to Brandon Wall, the son of this guy, uh, who was doing a job in Guam and was in a bar and. A guy who was obviously it was a girly boy and was hitting on him, and he just but he's just politely Brandon. You know, you guys have met Brandon; he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, very politely said, "Sorry, I'm not into that." And the little guy got just pissed and angry, oh. and and it's like, dude, I just I'm not into that. What yeah. can I do? And they get like they get Maybe, rejected and angry. Was he at the like wrong establishment that like kind of you go there for that? And so he's like, dude, what are you doing here at this? He bar? He thought it was a Christian or? bar because they had the <laughs> ark and the covenant. They had the ark and all this and the rainbows over the front. It was cool, but yeah. all right. Oh, I don't know how much longer we should stay on I need the topic beer. of discovering that people have penises. Did you did you want me to talk about the manner in which Any back to Trump, please? Yes. This all started with Trump. I mean, I got a hot spring story about a gay guy. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, this, this, I actually do, but this I'm all still. started with Trump's campaign. Mm-hmm. And from Trump to girly genders. Oh yeah, under the table, real slime. So this is so literally did, becoming a, a booze podcast. Beth, did you want me to talk about Sorry? <laughs> Okay, so this is episode eight. In the first five episodes, we didn't drink. And then my brother's like, guys, we should drink, you know? And we're like, all right. And so now, this is the, you know, so now we, so we finally drank for two episodes. And now my brother's like, we've turned into a drinking podcast. Well, no, but what is the, I mean, you can't not drink? I've never admired people who can't not drink. And that's something Mm -hmm. I've encountered here a lot in Texas. Okay, I'm only, you can't go from the house to the store without having a beer. Not when you're super tired and I just need, could you be on this podcast and not drink? I'm here. You can't, you can't drink when you're running a spirituality and higher consciousness podcast slash YouTube channel because alcohol is a low consciousness, low vibration, unhealthy substance. Absolutely. But since we're talking about girly boys and not spirituality, bring out the booze. Pretty much. Well, did, uh, you, did, no. did you want me to talk about the apps that our listeners oh, listen? Sure, please do. I did I did actually get myself on Fountain. So half of... Uh, so if you're listening to this right now on a podcasting app, and you're not making money, then you're losing money. Because if you're listening to this on Fountain, you can be getting sat stream. You can get Bitcoin streamed to you for listening for every every minute that you listen. So from whom? Yeah. So what he's saying, guys, the, is the get platform paid to listen yeah, to any podcast. Get, get paid to listen to Quantum Bombs. Uh, if you're just listening on like Spotify, you're not getting paid. Download Fountain, and you can listen to Quantum Bombs and get paid. I know you can do this because I do it myself. You don't even have to be there, right? You just turn it on and walk away. <laughs> that's true. Or but like multiple devices. No, that's not, well. I don't, well, they're going to go back to one email. I mean, I guess you could create, you could scam it with multiple emails, I guess. But they do limit you out on time. So uh, I don't know. After so amount of time, you're going to stop getting. And, but it refreshes every day, so the next day you can go back. And get you some more Bitcoin for listening to a podcast. So they pay you the the the, the yeah. App so the you? so they're trying the the economics of it is hard to find out. But my best understanding is the platform itself is trying to get people on board. So they're literally paying people uh, to listen per, per minute they listen on the platform. But uh, not only that, like they're incentivized recruiting. You can four x your your sats per minute if you recruit someone and send them like a referral link. Then you can get even more sats per minute stream to you 
Yeah. It's, it's like Amway. That's a great it's back incentive. to the so- Satoshis, Rex. While Remember how you said that we're going to break up one day when we're dividing up our Satoshis Absolutely. from our podcasting? The, the seed for our, our death has been laid with Satoshi. Yeah. While you're, I'm on your side. But while you're slinging Satoshis around on Fountain, you could stream some our way as well. So like uh, when you're streaming, you actually have two little streaming circles. One of them's incoming, and the other one could potentially. So be- now you're speaking to the listeners, not to, you're looking at me, but you're speaking to the listeners because I don't have any satoshis. <laughs> Rex, we got to get you <laughs> off zero. <laughs> okay. And for those that didn't hear the last episode, satoshis guys are little mini bitcoins. They're like you know pennies on the dollar. Satoshis are pennies on the bitcoin. So if you have one one hundred million sat satoshis, you have one bitcoin. But Rex, yeah, like. Before or when the internet was up and coming, like you know, don't Wait you wish second. you would have invested in one hundred million? One hundred million satoshis in a bitcoin. So a, a satoshi ain't good lord. One a one okay. Well, yeah, but a, a bitcoin's like thirty grand, right? Or right, 20, right. Okay, twenty three grand, whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. So back to Rex getting off zero. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like maybe you should have diversified your portfolio just a little bit? You know, when when the internet was up and coming, maybe just invested in a couple of internet companies. Oh, sure. Well, such as uh, well, Amazon. And, and I know, and, and Matt has been talking to me about Bitcoin for what, two years now? And yeah, it, it just baffles me. And I'm one of those people that will die poor because uh, so, I didn't buy Bitcoin. So, what's it going to take to get you off zero? Uh, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Oh, well, I could. So, here, I can be that person who's listening who needs to know how to get into Bitcoin. So, tell me, Russell. I could tell you what not to do, what I download do. The, <laughs> download the Fountain app and listen to Quantum Bomb. <laughs> but then, where does the Bitcoin go? It goes on your wallet on your phone. I don't have a wallet on my phone. Well, you, that's, you can sell it on app, there. The Fountain app will. The Fountain <laughs> app. My phone's in a wallet. Is a wallet. So, the podcasting app will be a wallet. Uh, that's not a good one. So you've already, already, I, yeah, when I you like life to good be wallet. It, yeah. First, get a phone. Do you have a smartphone? I, have, I do. I have, a, I, have a, I have an iPhone. Russell, you, you want it? Oh, sorry. I, I wish I had a flip phone. I want life to be simple. I think phones should hang on the kitchen wall. I hate that you carry them with you. I mean, you wanted you me to tell this. our listeners what happened to my Bitcoin. Yeah. What so, oh, it's a good warning story. You know, I, I got, I've been scammed before. Um, I don't but like stories. in the crypto world, when you get scammed, it, you know, it's embarrassing. You don't want to admit it, but you need to tell people so that way other people don't get scammed. You know, I didn't get scammed, from- but I just got sim- simply bad. What is it called? Bad, bad protocol. Bad. Um, I was lazy actually, so I didn't want to move my Bitcoin that I was trading into a hard wallet. Is that or hot was hot or cold wallet, Russell? You didn't want to move. It doesn't matter. You didn't want to move your Bitcoin from a centralized exchange to a private wallet that I have on my custodian. phone. I just all I had to do is hit dink dink. You didn't want to self custody your own Bitcoin, so the so the metaphor to this is she basically bought gold with a bullion dealer and let them store it Perfect instead example. of and 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 then they so now they own owed beth gold right yeah i mean she didn't physically have it, it she technically owns it but really in reality they just owed it to her and they had possession and then now that company went bankrupt and they're like well sorry we can't yeah. get it so so had she taken delivery of the gold and actually you know Buried it in the ground, put it in a vault, or got a third-party storage, something like that. Well, that would have been more. That would have been a self-custody solution, and that's when you can do the same thing with Bitcoin. And she had hers stored on a Voyager on a, Digital, which it sucks because I really like the app. I actually did quite a bit of research. Uh, I shouldn't say app; I should say company. Thankfully, they are a little bit regulated by the Securities Exchange people. That like, right? I had Bitcoin and Ethereum, and 
embarrassingly some doge. It's like embarrassing to admit, but I ain't selling until it comes back up. Doggy Any, coin. Anyways, put your your crypto in your own personal wallets, but I was kind of actively, well, I wouldn't say, actually, I was hodling, so I don't know what I was doing with it. R- wrap anyways, it up. Wrap it up. Uh, sure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what, what was it? Where was I going with What's it? What's hodling? Holding on for dear life, meaning I had no plans of selling. I was actually you, just Matt. accumulating every time on the dip. On behalf, I guess I'm a, still a fan of Voyager Digital, so they're planned for everybody. They that stole had... all your money, and you're still <laughs> no. Wow, that's that, good to know. Well, she'll take a lot of abuse. So I know how much crypto I had. I know how much it's worth, and they're going to give some of it back in the crypto, and then some of it will be new shares in the new company they're forming. And August fourth is a, a court hearing about the company they're going to change merge with. I got to p- plug in my computer. Oh dang! Hey. It, this little moment while she leaves like that, uh, I'm looking forward to going out to West Texas with you and letting you shoot some cool guns, man. Awesome. Yeah. Have you been to the ranch? No. What are we going to shoot? Uh, we're going to take the 50 out, the uh, Maw Deuce, the belt-fed 50 cal machine gun, and we're going to take uh, some other cruiser machine guns. I'm going to take the mortar out there, uh, some sniper rifles and grenade launcher, all firing live ammunition. I mean, the shit that blows up downrange, not no chalk and stupid shit like that, but something that goes boom downrange. And we're fully licensed for that. But uh, it's going to be fun. I, I think you're going to get a kick out of it. And when we get the live gun working in our tank, we're going to haul the tank out there, drive around in the tank, and identify targets and fire explosive rounds at targets. Now, that's cool. Once you get that going, do you feel like maybe you need to virtue signal it by donating that tank to Ukraine? For them to use it. That's, that's never crossed my mind, and, and no, probably not going to happen. I think there's plenty of things that need defending by the ranch. Um, <laughs> we won't go there. So I mean, your 50 cal is fully auto? Uh, no. Okay. No. No, the 50 cal is not. The, okay, the uh, cal. I, I call it a 50 cal machine gun because that's what it is. Everybody knows it is that. Uh, but that 50 cal is actually semi-auto, but okay. all the other crews served are actually full auto, yeah. And I'm going to bring the Thompson out, too, the full auto Thompson. That's a lot of fun. I, my my 50's not uh, full auto because uh, I don't want to – I quite frankly, I don't want to do all the paperwork and crap, and I just want to leave it alone. You have to do additional paperwork because you've got all the other ones. Yeah, if I make that uh, full auto – Mm-hmm. Then it goes on my books, and it can only be sold to the military or police. And oh. when I go out of business, it has to be destroyed. So if I leave it semi, I can pass it on to my children. Okay. Did y'all see that little clip that they make for the Glock that makes a Glock handgun fully auto? I think it was they were having a problem with it in Chicago. Someone like <laughs> really imagine that really. Well, it comes with like the G. Chicago. It comes with like the G. It looks like it was made by Glock. It's not. It's legal, and they're you know. Anyway. Oh. All right, should we jump on into some fun, like, uh, talks about religion with Rex and everybody at the table? Sure. Let's see. Well, Russell, you pointed out last week that South Park had had declared, uh, you know, I don't know how South Park figured it out, which religion had it right, but... Turns out the Mormons had it right. Which well, is the- funny, because didn't South Park do a whole episode about Mormons, and the, the song was dum da dum 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 Yes. And- well, what people maybe not don't know is that Matt Stone and Trey Parker, I believe, are ex-Mormons. They were raised in the Mormon church. Oh, okay. So they have a lot of little vitriol, and they like to put some jabs at the church that they were, they were raised in. So they did another episode where they came out and said, we were wrong, this is right? I haven't seen it. Russell has seen it, apparently. Well, so it's not like they had some kind of logic to figure out which religion was correct, they just died, and when they got to heaven, 
there were Mormons were there. <laughs> Mormons won. And they, and they were like, that's how they, you know, it's not like they came up with some reasoning. They just when you got when they got to heaven, the only people there were Mormons. And like, oh yeah, we were we were the right one. Is was that a recent episode? <laughs> no, God no. Oh, I haven't watched South Park in like two or three years, and this was an old episode when, whenever I saw it. So. Okay. Um, I'll have to find it. I think something cool about the Mormons that a lot of people don't know that I learned through you, Rex, is uh, they're actually quite target. Well, I, what year were they targeted with such hate? Like, wasn't it just well, recently? Starting at the beginning until now. Yeah. <laughs> no, what, yeah. I mean, but well, it wasn't recently. They just overturned a law that, I mean, it was up until when that you could actually oh, murder Mormons. Okay. Well, that was specifically in Missouri, that Missouri had a law that you were allowed to kill any Mormons you saw. And that, <laughs> that was in the 1840s. I don't know exactly when, and that was finally rescinded or overturned in I think 1976. What? But whoa! But but, but it wasn't like it still wasn't like if you shot one in 1970, you weren't going. Oh, that's a law. No, I mean it just it was. It's like blue laws, you know. Like you can't. No, but I like it eat. when we discover laws like that because I'm, and a lot of people are like this. I'm a very literal person. Mm -hmm. Like so the way my brain them. works. No, it, I'm not saying that. But when something says something or is a way it is, like it's hard for me to be like. But that, like, I might still be like, but that, but that. I know it's hard to, if you can kind of think of someone that's also autistic or all the different spectrums, they're very literal. And I've noticed I'm a bit like that. Like, um, and in fact, like with us planning, or if y'all say we're doing this, and then we go ahead and we do it a different way, like my brain still keeps going back to like, it's, I have to say that like, Beth, it's okay. You have to move on. Like it didn't go that way. And no, I get anyway, it. Yeah. so back to your law, sorry. <laughs> It's okay. Um, I like it when things come up in modern times. They were like, wow, that was a really ass-backwards law. And I'm glad they changed it because, like, to me, it would be justified if someone did something and there's a law that either protects it or is against it. Yeah, but imagine being legal to shoot the nicest people you know. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> they really the are. dumbest thing what, ever. Uh, is it your... If Do the Mormons allow... Multiple marriages, or what's the what's going really? on with all these wives? Really? That's so just, how do I join Rick? <laughs> that's like their sales pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. No, no. Uh, I mean, as an that came up at for instance, Joseph Smith, who founded the church. Uh, they, they, they say he had multiple wives, but in the Book of Mormon, it it it, it talks about not having multiple wives. Supposedly that came later and was it was removed from church doctrine. I think around eighteen ninety three. No longer, no more polygamy since 1893. You'll find what, no one, why are you grinning? Why? It's a fascinating subject. Well, it's the fact that you'll find, for instance, out in the desert, there'll be these communes and they claim to be, but they, they're like, they're in like. West Texas. Yeah. Well, no, not quite. But uh, it's the Mormon equivalent of legalism that they, they like the old doctrines and they'll, they'll have like sex that are, that are, have multiple wives, but that's not recognized by, yes. by, by Salt Lake. So when. One of the latest Rogan podcasts, they get into that, but they always refer to them as like the Mormons. But I mean, they they do say they are like a subgroup within the well, Mormons. They would claim to be, but they say they're not recognized by the actual. Kind of giving you guys a bad name because yeah. some of them have like seventy wives, well, and 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 they 70? give their D. Yeah, and they're and they're giving That's their player. They're giving their daughters away when they're like fifteen for marriage. Now, you people who call the Mormons are giving us a bad name. Well, I don't think it, I think every single religion or most religions have the many different sects that kind of branch off. Perfect case and example is Islam. Like majority of them are peaceful and they don't actually believe there should be death to the West. But of course, there's a large portion of them that thinks 
that death to the West is part of their doctrine. I, well, I There's think a Rex large part a- of the, mortgage, the, the Muslim sects that think that multiple wives is part of their doctrine. T- tell us the story, Rex, about uh, the, the town square where people say it's peaceful. And the, the seventeen year old boys. Oh, what I talk about the, the homosexuals. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's people yeah. don't seem to realize. They always say that, that it's just example. It, you gotta you gotta keep your eyes open. There's me. I need to be go right to the point. Um, it's like, for instance, if someone's gay, uh, a Muslim, the law is they should be thrown off a seven story building. There was an example of two teenage boys, and this was years ago, and it was in Iran, and they were caught having sex or whatever it was so they were taken to the town square they raised up two cranes and they hung them from these two cranes the point is the entire village turned out the town turned out to watch and you say well if if it's a if if like in the united states if you threw someone off a building <laughs> you would be you would be there would be investigation you'd be arrested you'd be put in jail you'd be prosecuted in islam it's not a crime so the point is they're saying well these are just the fanatics these are just the radicals well then you have entire villages entire countries that are radicals because it's the law of the land. They tolerated it. It's it's beyond tolerated. It's, it's required. If if you as a woman cheated on your husband and you know he took you out into the desert and tied you to a bush, you know, I mean, and, and let you let you die of thirst, he's allowed to. I mean, this oh. is not radical. This oh, so not, go back is, to me liking laws or you know being literal about things that are in black and white. So that's a perfect example of where a lot of crazy laws exist and no one's really talking about the laws in the books, but in the rare situations where they come up and people actually implement them. But you see those are current laws in, in Sharia yeah, today. law. In Sharia law. For instance, there's a movie I wish everyone would watch. Yeah, but is Sharia law that common nowadays? It and you know, sure all is Muslim countries and they would love to implement it here if they could get away with it. In India, I mean, I've heard of stories. Again, I don't want to sound like a, a conspiracy theorist, but little small towns where they become a majority, and they, I've heard in parts of New York City, they have um, police, you know, that of their own police, and they say it's there to protect Muslims from being discriminated against. But yet, if you're carrying alcohol, let's say there's two guys holding hands or went like that, the police will step in and deal with it. <laughs> Luckily, they're not here right now. <laughs> but uh, um, wait, I forget most people listening because Matt just touched my hand. That's why. Uh, that's why I said that. But I, I mean, I, I don't know. We just you, well, how we got off on that was just that it's not. Again, the excuse is, oh, it's just the radicals who are flying in the buildings. Yeah. Okay. No. So the whole freaking religion is radical. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about religion, and it's gonna crash this conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I actually get it because like part of my religion's a bit has some Hindu roots, and then everybody goes, "Isn't that about the caste system?" And I'm like, "Wow, I've been like eight years at my church, and I know so little about that." Yeah. And it's like, but it's in fact, when I was a kid growing up here in the states, that's kind of what I was taught. Like, I remember like a vague understanding of that, but that hasn't, you know, there's so much more to the Hindu religion than a caste system. Mm-hmm. It's a something that again, the radical sex practice today. Okay, so let's wrap this back to your to Mormons. So you're saying that um, just the mul- which is funny. I mean, we like to poke fun and ask about the multiple wives, but. That's oh, so what everyone goes to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's kind of sad because wives, I know it's yeah. a beautiful religion, and we're only bringing up like the stereotypical stuff that everybody actually wants to know about. You know, Big Love, I told you this. Big Love on HBO did a fabulous series about it, but I guess it actually made the stereotype even bigger because that's very <laughs> uncommon. I've, I've been to Salt Lake with you, and I know that's not how most uh, – uh, what do you <laughs> – you, you guys don't call yourself Mormons, and what do I call y'all? Uh, Latter-day Saints. Latter, you Latter-day Saints. Yeah, that works. Yeah, no, you are. Member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mormon is so much. I know, it's, it's a lot easier. And, yeah. and, and it's funny because it was church. Yeah, I, I shouldn't be here today. This is Sunday. We're recording this, and I'm surrounded by beer. So 
Um, you didn't take Yeah, it. so Rex I and I are, are we're at two ends of the spectrum, you and I. Yeah, and but I'm just saying at church today, we were, we were having a lot of discussions and people kept using the M word. I think it's just easy to use it, you know? Yeah, so. it's way easier than to say, you Latter-day Saints or sure. you Jesus. And I should also point out again, as I mentioned before, is this, I'm not a dyed-in-the-wool, you know, uh, member. I'm, I'm a con- convert four and a half years ago, so fairly recent as things go. Um, I'm not one of those 100%... I, I, I'm, I'm in it because of the experiences. So if you want to talk to someone who knows everything you want to ask, I know my experiences, but I'm not one to like give you doctrine like to your blue in the face. You know, well, I like what you said is, you know, you felt a lot of wonderful things, I guess you'd say from like a heart perspective at many different churches, but your current church as a, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints <laughs> touched your heart more than any of the others. It's it's been of the of the religions I've been involved with and and the belief systems I've been involved with it pretty much trumps all of them. Ah, it's trumps back to Trump. No, it uh, I've never and that's why I'm torn because yes I do have issues with some of the doctrine and some of the things you read in the Book of Mormon. I'm like oh please, but I can't deny the unbelievable spirit in the that that's present in in the religion and what i've experienced and that's why i'm in it it's it's like nothing else but again i have experienced things so i won't negate anything else i want to clear it up and it's hard okay so i think uh religion is beautiful and it's a fact we dumb it down when we try to put it into these quick explanatory boxes but i have to do that a lot myself and i and it is needed so if you can sum up the difference between christianity and what mormons believe for our listeners. Well, the big beef of the other, well, first of all, I think Mormons, it is a Christian religion. That's one of the reasons they they, they want to get rid of the M word is because it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to make it clear that Jesus Christ is the center of the church. Um, the big beef is they it's the additional doctrines. You know, uh, most Christian religions believe the Bible is it. It's the be-all and the end-all, and that's the end of it, whereas the Mormon religion, <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm using the word myself, there is additional doctrines, and there's uh, uh, and living prophets. So, I mean, which 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 uh, that 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 seems to be the main main beef. Basically, a dude named Joseph Smith came recently and added to it. Basically, right? It's it's yeah. and but you know what? It's it's it it. When I was being raised as a Baptist, there was all of these like, well, why is that? Well, we don't know. God, you know, just trust God. Blah blah blah. You'll find almost if you get somebody who knows better than me, uh, there's almost nothing that's not answered. In, in by the by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So so yeah. hang on, Church of Jesus Christ C O J C, right? We're, you trying to come up with a with a slogan? C O J C plus new brand, just like LGBTQ plus. Yeah, yeah. So you're C O. What did C O J C plus? C O J C plus. Yeah, I remember the C O J C Church of Jesus Christ plus. So I think to make to sum up. Like my religion, you know how everybody, the airy fairy movement, the self development, man, meditation, spiritual thing of today, most people don't realize it, but what it is, is it's Christianity, but in 525 to 535, Justinian took out and removed reincarnation out of the Bible. So if people are trying to be like, I wonder what they believe or what's the difference? There is no real difference. They just, they don't, well, first off, half of them don't even know they believe that. But for those that actually like go to an organized religion like I do or, practice and and study it we believe that reincarnation was moved out of the bible and so anyways and we consider original christianity before things were changed by justinian's realm and you're the opposite of that you're the end you're, so we <clears throat> yeah you're the tail end 
Well, we're still not a reincarnation church. But you believe in reincarnation. I didn't say that. I said I'm intrigued by reincarnation. Well, I love reincarnation. it. You do. Okay. Here's, I mean, again, this is where, where, again, if someone listening was to say, oh, he's not, I'm not speaking for the Mormon church. I can speak only for myself personally. Me too. And that is, uh, I just, I don't, I mean, and March, our church is very clear on what happens, you know, what heaven is like and et cetera. For me personally, I really don't think you know what happens when you die. I don't care who you are. I just don't care what your religion is. I know what you believe, but don't tell me you know. And uh, I would never be so presumptuous as to say, no, 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 that's that's reincarnation. That's crap. Right. What? what? No, I, that's <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. n- put a gun to somebody's head and tell me what's going to happen next, son of a gun. And it, it, we don't, we don't really know how no. it's going to go. I mean, I there's know. questions about. I mean, we have ideas. We're like, okay, I think this is the way it's going to be, but we can't fathom and comprehend. I think in this life, what that's about to be like. Well, I think you can. Well, I don't. Can, well, 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 you, the, not not the full color of it, the full spectrum. It's going to blow you away. Trust me. I mean, like, you wow. would lose your license if you tried. But I mean, I I actually I'm not speaking from experience. I try to go about it through meditation. But I mean, Russell's sitting here like the fungal philosopher. I mean, he knows you could. Oh, feel I was it. Like, what do you yeah. think I'm gonna lose. There's my plenty license. of people oh, that oh, go through God. understand what passing over and death would feel like. That's the a the point of meditation. So either you could try it through meditation or or drugs. Or I should call it natural medicine. But even near-death experiences, people say they see this, that, and the other thing. And could that not be the, your brain just helping you transition by... DMT? These- well, you could take... DMT's the, the hormone that your body releases when you die. DMT's I mean, I know y'all know that because we talked about doing sleep. a show on it. But And DMT's released in meditation, or you could do the drug DMT itself, and you hit it, and then you just fall right over, and boy... The stories I've there? heard from DMT are fascinating. And, and I think it's almost like the, uh, from a chemistry standpoint, like it's that little window of in-between of reality and this other realm because uh, people have told stories of taking DMT and then waking up and they're like, I lived a life that was 75 years long, I had a wife and kids and they're like, dude, you were out for 15 minutes, but really? they lived like a life. And I think that's fascinating because what is eternity? What if as you died, uh, DMT is released and you have an eternity and then it's gone. And for us, we're like, well, you died and you get cremated and you're gone. But your experience was eternal, mm-hmm. let's say. But then I think about somebody getting blown up instantly. Obviously, the line of work I'm in, and I thought, well, crap, how's that work? Because the DMT didn't function that fast. Yeah. Uh, it one, might. Your soul's actually, Jason, they, I mean, my church has talked about that. Souls that don't have time to travel up and out of the spine and they're left here in this dimension. Is that what happens? No, because here's, I, yeah. it's funny, because just two days ago, I was, I was doing some demo. And I was capping in to the explosives, and I thought about this. I'm going, all right. I said, if anything happened here, I would not know it. Right. But I said, I said, I'm hearing the machinery running. I'm hearing planes. So I said, I bet it would be suddenly just peaceful and quiet. And my first thought would be, oh, Matt's going to be so pissed. Oh God. But the paperwork I'd have to deal with. I know. But I was thinking about that though, because I, I was literally, I'm sitting there next to 35 pounds of high explosives, and I'm putting debt cord on it, and I'm going, this would just, I would, it, I'd be gone. But I'm like, it would just be so instantaneous. What would that be like? You know, I would go to the junkyard and we would do a rec seance to push you into the into the next dimension, the astral heavens. Maybe um, I want to haunt the junkyard. Because uh, you, 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 yeah, that's kind of funny because you have so much history there. I wouldn't go naked in the junkyard anymore because I know your ghost would be out there. <laughs> You'll get shy against ghosts. Did you hear about the car out there? Oh, that's a crazy story. Oh, that car that had a ghost. Hold on. It's there. a colloquial story, Rex. We don't like those. Well, I'm just, I'm uh, a. Tell it, Rex. This is cool. Well, no, this was this was a guy who he was he was he was who used to work at the junkyard. Kind of a spiritual fella, 
And he was out there and he was working with cars. There was a car that had come in recently from an accident and he heard a voice say, where am I? Is anybody there? And, and he found out that this was a kid. He was about 17 years old in a head on collision died instantly. And he wouldn't go near the car. And what he did was his mother had recently died. So he prayed to his mother to ask her if she would help this kid move on. But I mean, that kind of stuff. Wait, happens didn't you there. say he thought it was coming from the radio and he checked well, and there well, was no battery? He did in the think car. it was, he was the, yeah, he did think it was from the radio because it was a very clear voice to him. But yeah. the, then when you get the, actually the voice saying, Where am I? Is there anybody there? Is exactly. I mean, he just, it was so quick. It was his spirit in the car still. Apparently, it does. I mean, he didn't know what happened. It was just like this because he hit head on collision really fast. And I think about, yeah, that 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 junkyard, I bet there's all kinds of folks hanging around. That might actually make me overcome my spina bifida and piss my pants again. That would be good. <laughs> if you heard that? That would be great. But I know how we got off on that. But anyway, because I uh, was talking about oh, blowing up. Well, but, yeah. Uh, well, he was talking about, um, which I, I mean, we've had hours long conversation about if we could feel death at, at this uh, in this lifetime or what it's like. But I do think, um, I guess that's kind of what the West is missing is... I mean, in the Bible, it says, I die daily. And I do find it interesting that we as human beings, if you just sit down and you're still, and then there's a common phenomena that every human being, no matter what side of the earth you're on, if you close your eyes and you look up at your forehead long enough, you literally will all see the same thing. You'll see a gold ring with a blue background and a white star in the middle that, you know, which the star is very symbolic to the five points on all kinds of stuff in life. But I mean... We can't deny these things in science, right? You could even travel down the sucker, but no one wants to sit still or be quiet that long. And then also, let's just say you're, you know, we don't have to go as far as talking about the spiritual eye. If you just sit down and you're still long enough, your consciousness changes, changes. And people are always like, okay, you hear that word a lot, consciousness, but really think about it. What is that? Okay, well, we only have five senses in this sensory world we're living in. What does it feel like to hear and touch, right? And a good way they always talk about it is, well, you're aware you have a nose, right? And you wear that you're attached to your body. Well, imagine no longer you are, and now you're floating. This can be felt in meditation. Actually, a lot of people feel it early on even. I mean, you don't have to be a saint, right? It's all karmic and depending upon your devotion and thought process and how chill you are, right? Like a lot of different measures. So I do feel like um, I say the West because in the East, they know that you could be buried alive. They know that you could live on cosmic energy. They know that you don't need to eat. We have, they know that you could teleport. They know that you could talk like radio beings on the other side. Y'all, people listening to, maybe thinking I'm crazy, but like, this shit's all out there. They're doing it. They're talking about it. It's documented. Russell, even, I felt a little silly. My brother turned me on to, what was that documentary where they were using their consciousness to read? Kids could read blindfolded. Kid, people could go to the store and do all their shopping blindfolded. They were using their consciousness to do it. What was the name of that documentary? It might be Superhuman. Yeah, Superhuman. So, you know, we're we could do a lot, I, I guess. So I shouldn't we shouldn't cut ourselves short. Grocery shopping blindfolded. Yes. That's, you that's, could totally do it. You'd be like, I'm, I'm looking at ketchup, but I don't want the <laughs> I want the want the ketchup well, without the fake sugar, and they could grab it and. Oh, well, that was in the a, documentary you're saying. Yeah, but it's a it's a good opportunity for you to hone your um, you know your senses, your sixth sense. So when you go grocery shopping, if you're not doing it blindfolded, you're kind of missing out on that opportunity. Can you imagine what my basket read, would look like? But yeah, you could read a whole book too. Like they're not, you could say like, oh, well they're faking it because they knew that grocery store. Well then put a book in front of a child and they'll read the whole thing or they could go bike riding through traffic. Like There is no doubt. I don't think anybody alive that has eyes open to this world can deny that there's things that we don't understand. Of course. I mean, it's, 
it's blatantly out there. What? Who was? Well, the Eastern religions are at least aware of it, and are. I know, and that's what I like about Beth and I. For those who don't know, Beth and I are good friends, and uh, I I come from a down home south, you know, area, and so uh, er, people would say, "Well, you're just what you grew up with. You're just a Christian because you grew up there," And, and that's not really true. I mean, I've reflected and had my thoughts and asked my questions, and I've come back to what I believe. However, I'll say that Beth and I have some really good conversations sometimes because of the stuff she's talking about right now. I, I can't remember who I was talking with. Maybe it was you, Russell, that was uh, telling me about the experiment with a plant in a room. They took a, they took a light that was mounted on a robotic arm that just randomly spun around the room, and there was a plant in the corner and uh, I saw this experiment somewhere else. We, we talked about it on a podcast. Yeah, it was on the podcast. One so. or two. <laughs> and, and the, but the, the light Reruns. would go to it more often than not. You know, it wasn't just random. So there's, that's just one example of many, like you're talking about kids riding bicycles blindfolded or shopping blindfolded. And the CIA knows this too, by the way. I mean, there's a movie called, uh, what is it, Men Who Stare at Goats? And it's actually based on, I don't know how to say a true story, but that actually exists. Our government and all governments in the world are aware that there is another level that we could reach because this stuff is real. I don't know that we were able to quantify it. I don't know if we're able to harness it yet to weaponize it and use it, but uh, sadly, that's the first thing they'll try to do because well, they think are, the next guy is. Well, they already have <laughs> remote viewing, trying to see like uh, what an enemy, what's going on with the logistics of the armor that's traveling through enemy bases we've done that that's that's like what you're talking about the cia or whatever mm-hmm. like that's uh they were doing that like in the 70s well i like i like a line in the bible where in genesis it talks about the tower of babel and uh god says something very interesting there he says uh we got to go down and confuse these people because if they all put their of one of one mind and one language and they put their minds to one thing there, there's no way to stop them for God to say that, for me to say that's one thing, but for God to say, we better scramble their language or they become unstoppable, that's a powerful thing. And if you want to go down a rabbit hole, I've always thought that the idea of Satan was kind of dumb because I thought he knows that he loses in the end, so what's he doing? But what if Satan knows that if he can get one language world over, one government of one mind world over, that now he could have a force that's unstoppable? You just explained the whole thing. And then I thought, well, you know, we do have, people have argued me. They're like, I've said, we have one language now. We just, we don't have one mind, but we definitely have one language. And they're like, no, it's not true. You go to Russia. I said, trust me, when 9-11 happened in 15, 20 minutes, everyone in the world that had access to any television knew what happened. They, They weren't standing there in their newsroom going, well, something happened, but we don't understand their language. Trust me, computers have translated that. We as a nation, I mean, we as a world can mobilize on one event, but we're not of one mind. But if we became one world government of one language and by authoritarian or whatever purpose became lock and step in one goal and everybody was simultaneously meditating on it and thinking on it, that's a, it's it's not going to happen, but that'd be pretty powerful. So he didn't blow up the guide stones. He made them. Yeah. Oh, dang, Rex. <laughs> Sorry. I'm really like 90 years old. Well, it's kind of, kind of, well, first of all, it's what you said. There are more things in heaven and earth ratio than dreamt of in our philosophy, in your philosophy. That's Shakespeare. But 
the one mind, this is where I have issues with religion and why no one, no religion would actually own me is, or I mean, is because what if it's just us doing it anyway? And I'm sure I've given you the example of Dumbo, the elephant, who thought he couldn't fly unless he had the magic feather. And then he lost the magic feather and the mouse is going, it wasn't the feather, it was you all the time. We need magic feathers. I think there's a possibility that, but uh, I, what? I, well, I, I guess in, in my personal belief, that is, that's actually true. Because we are made in the image of God, like just like that member we're all just chopped up and divided into tiny little yeah. pieces of him. So our so individual our, religions are just our ways of getting in back. In fact, most, like sometimes when I talk deep with Matt or my friend Lindsay, they're like, wait, so you're saying you are God? And I'm like, yeah, because, so our guru that founded our church in, in um, Los Angeles in 1926, he was here to say everything Jesus said is true. He was self-realized. You need to be self-realized like Jesus. But Jesus didn't really talk about it because energy and electricity wasn't understood then. So our guru's path was set the, the year electricity came out or whatever. It started a long time ago. Four gurus later, it made it to the West. But the whole point was to bring it to the West. Anyways, where am I going with this? With the, oh, because you are God. Because I think when Matt and I or anybody that's, you know, Bible Christian knower are talking philosophy-wise, it always does come back to, yes, like, the power is within you. Like, you are, you know, you're a particle piece of God, and you're actually, they, you know, they tell us to pray to him, like, dude, where the hell are you at? Like, you put me here. I want to talk to you. I want to know you. Show up. That's literally how we could talk to him in our meditations and see what happens. And I remember for years, I thought the monks were crazy when they would tell us, like, what to say. Of course, it was a lot more sweeter and devout when they, what they say is, like, <laughs> reveal thyself, reveal thyself. Where the hell are you? I, yeah, but I mean, I would actually, you, I get further, speak by the language of your heart, because again, even my humor to talk to God all sassy like that comes from him. Right. So um, I guess what you're saying is, what if we are God ourselves? We are actually, well, in exactly. my thought process of it. And of course, see, we're, I want to go back to, oh, it was going to be a mean comment about <laughs> glory to God. Well, you're going to fix that. I, I, I use the example of spiritualism. If, I mean, talking to the dead and things like that. The spiritualist movement really began in the United States in the 1840s in upstate New York. And it was two sisters who used to have seances. And they would summon a deity, and they'd say, if you're, pre if you're present, make a sound. And it would be a clicking sound and whatnot. And they would answer questions using this clicking sound. Um, that began the spiritualist movement in New York State. Uh, Lilydale, which I would love to take you to, is we're close to where I grew up. Um, and it's a spiritualist compound. It's beautiful from the 1800s, and they have they have big seminars and mediums all over the place. The fact is, I've had unbelievably profound spiritual experiences at Lilydale. Thirty years after these girls started this, they admitted it was a, it was a hoax. One of the girls had like a dislocated toe that she could click her toe. Oh gosh! But by that time, it had taken on a life of its own, and it became like a religion even though it was started falsely. But the fact of the matter is, I have personally had profound experiences. So something that was uh, fake to start with is now real. Yeah, I think that happen? was yeah, my personal thought, and kind of from my own experience too, with you know when you're meditating and you're listening to your thoughts, and then you're also aware of your progress and what's happening, right? Like how much of what's happening, right, in your meditation? It's, it's the possibility of it actually being real. The minute your mind actually commits to this being real, or like like I said, like if I sincerely say, reveal thyself, like mm -hmm. 
I'm your child. Like, where are you and why am I here? And, and you, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's something we agree if on you, is you are the child of God. Yeah. You are a part of God. Uh, and even the Bible says if you had faith enough of the size of a mustard seed, you could say to a mountain, move, and it'll move. And I think that's the basis of manifestation. The question is not can we manifest, can we create like God, are we part of God? The question is what are we using it for and who do we give the glory to? Well, that see, that's I was making the joke, glory to God. That's the Christian in you. I want to point out, yeah, because y'all y'all do love glory to God, and that's 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 awesome. So, so just, from I your just, religion standpoint, you would not say glory to God. Um, well, for me, I'm a little bit more cockier with God. <laughs> I, uh, but everything goes back to Him. Everything yeah, is for we Him. Got more, but ego. I actually tell this. I do tell this to God. It's hard to freaking love you. It's hard, dude. I, where are you at, bro? You know, so unless I'm around my church more and around these good stories, you could call them colloquial stories, whatever, whatever brings you to God, like the Muslims listen to the stories about Muhammad and Jesus, and, and we'll listen to stories about our gurus or whatever, that warms your heart up. So now when I'm in meditation, my heart's already warmed. It's easier to go to him and love him. But yeah, I mean, all the time I'm real with him, but I have to say the minute, so, you know, but look, everybody's hearts are different, right? It takes a bit to soften mine up or whatever. Some That's why we sing before well, we meditate. We'll, we'll chant. Right, because when we're chanting, all of a sudden we're getting these vibrations in our bodies, and everybody knows that when you listen to music, your heart's open, right? Yeah. So, what I'm, what were you saying? Oh, glory! Of course I do, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm just pointing out that you Christians are very big on glory to God, but I mean, I'm definitely not giving it to myself. Like, oh, I'm amazing! Oh, pat on the back, pat on the back. <laughs> if, if anything, I'd be like, thanks. I, I know. I mean, I know. I give all the gratitude to God because I already know I'm in this physical human Earth suit looking all pretty young and sharp with a brilliant mind with a big mouth on me because he wanted me to do this, it's your, right? It's your, your humility, that's so great. I know, I know, thanks. Glory to Beth. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Maybe, maybe just saying, maybe we're all chilling with God or part of God's, but, but there is something. There's a power that's yeah. far greater than me. I know that. But back to your girls. The, so I actually With think girls. all the scam artists, and this could go oh, for picking girls. up women or scamming people to believe that there there's a psychic in the room. It's the moment everybody, vibrationally, you actually open a door to it being real. Like, once you really open up the door and, and you're like, like, for me, my life and my everyday thoughts to, like, shit being real, like, everything unseen is seen. Like, perfect example, do your numbers, people. I do numbers all day, every day, and y'all know that. Tell God, I know you love me. I want to see it all day, every day in numbers, constantly all day. So everywhere I go, 444, 12, 12, you know, all day long, every day. Glory to me. It will show up for you. Yeah, and I do. I say glory to me, but only because I know... <laughs> <laughs> only because you denied it at first, but now well, just saying. own it. Only just because it. I'm having a constant humorous conversation with God and my friends about this. So, you know, hey, hey, look, at least he's in my thoughts and in our in my daily life, right? And he loves my, like you said, my humility. Well, simple. What if our, what if all this stuff works because our thoughts make it so? I mean, it's it's just exactly. it's just a simple way. And Lots I thought maybe again, there's I don't agree with everything my church may teach, and I think maybe it works so well. Because there's the people in this church believe so much. It's a fascinating thing to think about. It is so complex and deep, but I'll say this. If a sniper was drawing down on your head while you were taking a whiz or at a party, it doesn't matter whether you believe he's there or not. Your head's about to blow up. And See, God's a sniper. Now, what I'm saying is, is there are things out there that are true, whether you like it or not, whether it fits in your box or not, whether you want to believe it or not. I'm not saying you don't have the power to manifest and create, because I think you absolutely do. But I think there's a foundation that pricks our ego that we don't want to be. And so it's real comfortable to 
justify our actions and uh, come up with excuses and reasons and, and, and surround ourselves in an echo chamber of people that believe like us so we can deny it. But there's a truth out there, and it's, it's not your truth, and that's your truth. For some things, it is my, my truth. Uh, I like things. I like a certain color. I like going someplace, whatever. That's the things I like. But uh, we're here in this room. That's a truth. Um, it's, it's almost let down that slippery slope that we're having with the whole country right now about what is a woman and what's a man. Well, because I got a dick. I guess I'm a guy. Um, but, but see, that doesn't mean, so then it, it just turns real weird. It turns into this, uh, what, what is truth? And that's what I go back to reality. Well, a volcano is truth. It doesn't give a shit what fairy tale you're living in. When Pompeii blows, you're just going to be a, a cavity thousand years later. Oh, look, he thought he was a butterfly there. You're one of those realityists. You know, but I'm, but, but, but not entirely because there's so much truth to what she says, I think. Uh, and I've witnessed in my life with the manifestation, my life really, I've accomplished everything I thought of as a child. And somewhere around 35 years old, I said, I need bigger goals and dreams because I'm going to accomplish them because I'm just wired that way. Like I, I see it and dream it and I start getting ready for it right then because it's about to become true. So I'd better be damn careful what I'm thinking about because it's coming like a freight train. And I've always, Beth and I were driving back from California one time and I talked about, I always have this feeling there's a hand on my shoulder that guides me. That was my words. Can, can I tell them about when you visited my church in Los Angeles? It, just after this in okay. 15 seconds. And we were listening to a story about a guy that sur surrender experiment or something. And uh, he said in the 70s, in the older days, they used to talk about it. you were led by the spirit. They called it the hand on your shoulder. And I was like, I got goosebumps. Like, that's what I call it. I can tell there is something guiding and leading. I've surrendered to it. Go ahead, Beth. Oh, I just, I love, you know, we all, we all joke that Matt's his own church or whatever. And uh, yeah, well, I do want to brag actually first to my church. It's in Los Angeles, uh, Self-Realization Fellowship. It's called Lake Shrine. Right now, just type it in your phone, Lake Shrine on Instagram or whatever. It's absolutely gorgeous, like botanical gardens, you know, world famous. And uh, people, there's actually vibe, vibe seekers and vibrational seekers, people that travel in the entire world just seeking uh, spiritual vibes, actually. And um, our church is actually rated one of some of the highest like places. And it's true. Like when you walk in the church, you could feel it. And then when you obviously like when I meditate there, all of my spiritual progress has been made on temple grounds and in group meditations and stuff like that. And I actually thankfully can say I've had some nice meditations at home. But anyway, Matt walks into the church, you know, we're sitting front row and uh, we leave and we're driving. I'm actually, I don't know what we're road tripping back to Texas. And he was like, yeah, God spoke to me at your church. He's like, your church was cool, you know, and it's a very vibey, you know, holy vibrational place, right? So a lot of people have great experiences there. But of course, Matt, God spoke to Matt at, at, at my church. And I was like, oh, I was sitting right next to you, man. He didn't like thud me on the shoulder. We like whisper something in my ear either. No, I'm kidding. Well, I was, when we sat there, you know, I'm at my first time at your church and there's all these dudes up here. I, I recognize JC. But the rest of them, Jesus Christ yeah. is on our altar, guys. But uh, I didn't, I didn't recognize. Well, except was for Yogananda. Is it JC or JC Plus? It's JC Plus. That was definitely JC Plus up there. But anyway, JC is in our line of gurus. Jesus Christ. It was time to pray, and uh, I was just praying. I was like, Lord, these people need Jesus so bad. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> so no, really, I, I have, I knew I was going to road trip a long time with my my good, uh, totally lost friend here, Beth, and. Uh, <laughs> So I just wanted to I wanted to pray and I said, Lord, what should I do? And it wasn't about 
Beth being lost. It was just, what should I do, you know? And I was thinking about mechanical things, like I should spend more time doing this or that. And I, I felt this deep, uh, I wouldn't even say language, but I understood it. It's, it's hard to explain, but it just said, don't worry about any of that. Focus on me. Come to me. And I thought, well, that makes like divine sense. Quit worrying about what I'm supposed to do. Focus on God and everything else goes away. And we had a conversation talking about sin uh, that kind of related to that. I was talking about how sin is like noise in a room. <coughs> and you know how if you're talking to a friend in a, at a party, you focus on what they're saying, and somehow the noise of the room just goes away. <coughs> it doesn't mean that the, the noise is gone. It just goes away. It doesn't matter. You're having a, a conversation with somebody, and you're focusing on that, and you're not focusing on the noise. And I see that as sin when you're saved through Christ and you focus on God. It's not that you don't sin and sin is gone. It's just a non-issue now. We're, we're on to bigger and better things. And, uh, yeah, I, and, and I'll, I'll get in trouble with some of my friends about that. They're like, well, you've you got to be working on yourself. And I'm like, well, I'm a lost cause, man. This is God's work only. There's, there's literally nothing I can do except focus on him. But Russell, you haven't said much of anything. What are your thoughts? Because he's a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know me. I always got thoughts on that. I, uh, yeah. I mean, you even said it. I don't, now I'm throwing you under the bus. Yeah. I'll, it's it's funny for me to hear the word sin because I don't often hear it in my own faith, my original Christianity faith. Maya. But um, yeah, they do focus quite too much on it. Like if you said, if you're saved and Jesus died for your sins, then why in the world are y'all still talking about it? Jeez, get over it. One of the things, again, I say I have a lot of issues with my church. One of them is is you are <laughs> saved by grace, the blood of Jesus Christ. But there's a lot about a lot of talk about being worthy, and it's, that word comes up a lot. Being worthy, we're worthy to have the Holy Spirit, worthy for this, worthy for that. And the example I saw, which was the first Passover, when they. When they said, "All right, this is it. We're enough, enough of the frogs and the, and the locusts. We're going to kill the firstborn. But if you take the blood of a pure lamb, put it on your doorframe, the angel of death will pass by." And as the example was, God didn't say, "All right, angel of death, I want you to go in that house <laughs> and I want you to make sure they're worthy, worthy and then pass by." No, no. So you see the blood, case closed, over, move on. Right. And I think that's a very important. It's like it's like no. That's a, and that's for me, buddy, because I, I ain't worthy. I think that de that's detrimental. There's nothing you can do to be worthy. Go ahead. I do think, like, so much of the common upbringing of Christian thought like that is so detrimentally damaging to someone's success, it's their success in life, their success at actually finding God. Like, mm. I mean, I'm only speaking from personal experience of being where I'm from, raised with the mindset I was taught in this town by my parents and community. And all of a sudden, it took me. Yeah, I did ten years in LA with a, and I had you know a lot of spiritual counseling over the years. But like, absolutely, I'm worthy. Let's just go back to made it image of God. I, there's nothing. I don't. There's nothing I can get wrong. Like, oh, I, I, I already no. Because and you wrong. know this, I'm the biggest critic of myself so much that I've stopped so many amazing things happening to me. Most of us don't get what we want in life because of our deservability factors and that we're not worthy. Our society's nasty at, at deserving things. Like, seriously, I, I think our language sucks, given, too. Yeah, we can't receive gifts. We can't receive God's love. We can't receive anything because of that crap that you just said, worthy. So I guess, yeah, I'm, 
that's why when I did find my personal church, you know, I did, I didn't cry. I was super, I mean, like my whole life changed <coughs> because everything else I had fed wasn't good for me, wasn't healthy for me. Now I know everything's fine. Wait, In fact, you, it still Satoshi's. takes attention. I'm lost. Are you, are you, what? Satoshi's. We can receive Satoshi's. Are you taking issue with him because no, 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 his religion says he's not worthy? No, it's not his religion. It's all it's the generic religion of There's you sinner. Of, are you going to show up for church today? And it's got you know you got to work for it. You got to well, that, work. That's no, actually God the opposite you. message. It's not about work no. at all. Your problem. And what's funny is you kind of are worthy because Christ died for you. You saying he died for a piece of trash? But that, did, but then but there's the contradiction often in the yeah, church. You're and, not, you're not able to hold multiple ideas that. At the same time, that are slightly contradictory because okay, cope just, with that. Well, I mean, the, the I'm not worthy thing. I mean, you just need to some humil- humility, and you need to be more humble, and that's the lesson that you need to learn from that, and take that and move on, and then don't go apply it to everything and be like, oh, I'm in scarcity now. So, like, I guess humans are really bad at. Um, all or nothing. If you no, but what, well, the, Russell, if you try to give things to most humans, they don't think they're worthy of it. I mean, this is a big problem, I, yeah, and I catch it with myself. I thought, you were, often. I thought we were talking about that's kind of outside of religion, though. No, it's God's love and being given money or being given a hug or being given a roof over your head. It's all the same. Isn't most that of us funny? are programmed to not receive. You, you, a hundred percent right. Nail on the head. We, we're programmed to not receive, and we say we're not worthy, and yet the love of Christ is to receive it. A gift to receive it. Now, here's what's funny about my life. I would say I'm fairly successful. I'm not like Bill Gates or anybody, but I've always accepted gifts. No problem with it whatsoever. When I first heard about the salvation of Christ and and how why I was not worthy because of fallen sin, I was like, yeah, I'm, I definitely sin. Yeah, I'll accept that. Sounds like a ticket. And then, of course, I reviewed that over my life. But as life went along and I was given good opportunities and things, I it was so alien for me to hear somebody like you say, I don't want to receive that because I'm not worthy. I never had that issue. I would totally take it, but I will say this. I was grateful for it. Mm. I did not expect it. I did not think it was, you know, I was haughty to receive it. And I've told Beth this before. When God, life, gives you something and it's a little and you say, ah, that's not enough and you throw it down, I don't know that you're going to receive much more. But when you get it and it's little and you go, gosh, that's wonderful. This is great. Next thing you know, it just pours upon you. And balancing things in life. That's why I say our language is not articulate enough to say what it needs to say. But here's an example that I think we can picture. Everybody knows what a tightrope is. So the tightrope is life and you're walking it. Everybody knows what a 50-pound dumbbell is. You pick that up and hold it in one arm, you're not going to be able to walk that tightrope. But pick two up and have one in each arm and it balances you. You're managing both at the same time. Humility on one hand, and on the other hand, saying, I'm confident and I'm worthy. You have to have both these things, but it wrecks our brain because Rex has given us a wonderful analogy, or me in the past, where he said, We're a lot like a dog that watches a man go through a door. The dog does not understand how the doorknob works, but he knows that that man does something and that door opens, but the dog will never comprehend the mechanics inside that doorknob. So our language and our understanding is lacking, but I'm saying it's like making love. It's like surfing. You get into life and you can feel it and you can feel these things. Yes, I need to be humble, but I need to be confident. I need to be fearless, and yet there are things to fear. Life is full of that, and we're taught that with everything around us in nature, night, day, hot, cold. And yet these these opposites, these yin and the yangs, they work together to build a world that somehow works. Because I don't know about y'all, 
but I don't have to do a damn thing for the sun to come up or go down. It just works. Looking, yeah. Oh, nothing. We're looking at Russell because Russell needs to talk more. <laughs> Actually, I was curious, though, to hear. I mean, I'm open to hear your interpretation of my the worthy part, Russell. But I think maybe you understand where <laughs> Matt and I were going with well, it more. I just. I was. A, I became a Christian in my 20s again after rejecting my my youthful Christian. And then what I found though is that I destroyed my life with it in my 20s because I started beating myself up. I tried to be the, yes. the best Christian I could be. And and I was in a comedy group that was doing great, but they told me, no, that's not godly. You need to quit. And I quit. And it was the stupidest thing I ever did. So when I joined this church now, I said, here's something. Yes, I'm getting involved with a Christian church again, but I'm not going to beat myself up. Yeah. I, Matt and I have said this. I do think the Christians, I mean, look, they're just, they're going to continue to kind of talk at some places. I don't want to put everybody in a box, but about sin and every day do this and do that and don't do that. And my guru and why I am attracted to my church, I guess, he came to say, okay, but Jesus wanted so much more of that. Like, do you understand how he died and rose in three days? Do you know how to talk to him right now? Like, be self-actualized. Understand how you can get to him right now. Like, but we're just too busy moping around going, you know, just talking about things that are really black and white. Like, what is this, you know, was I sinful then and this and that versus actually being self-actualized and self-realized and understand how it all works. To experience death before dying is actually living. And everybody really knows yeah. that. It's what it breaks down. Like before that. you die, you'll, and that's what meditation is. I die daily. Die we have self. the ability to stop breathing and to stop our heart. That's why there's so much breath work in meditation. And then you're going, holy shit, here's my little brain, my little consciousness floating above my body. I'm just here every day. You could do it every day if we wanted. We're not disciplined enough in the West. We'll change over the years. But anyway, so that's my thought is that because I beat myself up so much, it was very healthy for me to find more of a thought pattern and process and religion or philosophy that says I'm just fine the way I am. I need to learn to love myself and realize I'm already fine the way I am and just go to God as is versus focusing on, you know. Yeah. The whole point is that. I mean, there's the hymn. You know, just as I am, he wants you to come as you are. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. I like being naked anyway. <laughs> Any Russell, thoughts, Russell? Well, Russell yeah. My oh, ghost man. is around. I, You're the star of the podcast. I don't know what this is going to be our, like, our worst one. He didn't say anything. Well, I mean, I just, um, I think that, I guess if you struggle with the the question, the big questions like, why are we here? Where are we going? What's the purpose of life? All of these big questions. And if you're uncomfortable just not having good answers with those, then there's these, uh, what we call religions, which is like a packaged answer to all of them. Like, Perfect. we'll answer all of those, and there's different... And you don't have to think. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and there's different different religions, different packages, different flavors. <laughs> Some of them have a lot in common, and... Um, I just uh, never found, like, there's so much human in each package. It's just, like, all human. Like, it's it's a human-created. It's uh, human-taught, human-spread. So so you are not, quote-unquote, a religious person? In, in, in the packaged religion regard, no. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't have, like, a package. Here's my... Res, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, no, it's absolutely. okay. We've been talking well, about a lot of organized. Christians say they're not that either. That they have a personal relationship with God. So, oh no, know. it's so packaged. 
No, I, I mean, I'll be well, the first to no, mine's package. No, I'm but, curious. We've all talked about our beliefs and whatnot. I'm curious, like, Russell, is it, yeah. are you, quote, unquote, a spiritual person? Or do you have a, a hand quote, finger quote, like what you are? I mean, I, do you believe in a higher power? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess at one, you know, <coughs> at one point, uh, I would say I was agnostic. But then I realized, like, people don't even know what that really means. And, like, saying any term is actually bad because people don't, they're, they're I, not... It's like saying it's kind of like saying you're you're in a political box to me because then they they put you in the box but it's not really me so and then I was like well, I'll just go back I, I'll just go back to saying I'm Catholic and so actually I'll just tell people I'm Catholic I'm so I'm Catholic I was raised Catholic I went to I was uh, baptized and went to catechism the Sunday school <laughs> both, both of our grandmas are rolling over in their graves. Well, wouldn't they be happy? I'm Catholic. Oh, I know, but the fact that we you forgot all the important steps of it. But you're, but you're just, oh, like, the you're just I mean, saying that to give yourself like a title. The, you're not, those, you don't actually follow it or, or no, believe it. I, right I mean, around, like, after our mom passed away, we actually all left the church at once. We didn't leave. Well, we just well my sister went to her week. spiritual-led it's Christian church. I was uh, found mine when I was in L.A. Russell's, uh, I don't know, Russell. I had a guess. I've You're been just in, I've similar been to mine. In, I've been in and out of a Catholic church ever since then. Me too. I got to tell you, I went going to, to Vatican in two weeks. I went. I went to a Catholic cathedral in not just Mississippi, which was absolutely. I was the only person in there, and it was what a. I mean, that's a place you'd want to go meditate sometime. Was, were, were they chanting in there? There was nobody in there. It was just me. I could, was it? Did it have great acoustics? I liked that about the Catholic church where you go. Oh, I, I didn't try. I should. Dang it! I missed my. You can do that in the shop out here. I love it. Well, all the painted churches around here. I bet. So, Thing. So if if I if I can derive Christian principles from first principles, and uh, most Christians will say that doesn't make you a Christian, but it's like okay, well, we believe the same thing. I actually have a stronger foundation because no one told me that. Like I arrived at these conclusions and these beliefs like from first principles ra- on my own, rather than like some human telling it to me. So, but, uh, and Jordan Peterson is actually a really good person that, uh, like, if you're trying to pin someone down, like, try to pin Jordan Peterson down what religion he is, is like, well, do you believe in Jesus Christ? So, like, let's break, let's break that question down. Like, what does that yeah. even mean? Do you believe he's a man that lived? Yeah, sure. I mean, but like, what is that? So there's so many details. So I, I think I'm a lot like Jordan Peterson that it's just like, I'm way too logical to just be like it's not it, it can't be that simple to me like oh yeah I believe and then yes I'm a no I have some Christian friends though that'll be like unless you've proclaimed it and you go to church say it in front of the church it's not real and I've gotten in so many of those little nitty gritty fights of there are Christians out there that believe it has to be this way and that's when I like to like well no because I'm part of a Christian church and I have many other friends in different Christian churches from like Ethiopia and Orthodox and they don't look nothing like yours and I don't know it's always interesting. Um, an agnostic, I like that you said that. I actually tr- was trying to be atheist at one point when I was dating an atheist well, easily. Well, the atheist are the a, dumb of... We should say, atheist, in, my, in my opinion, an yeah. agnostic means you cannot know whichever one is right. You're open, though. Agnostic to me has always said, I'm still looking and open. An atheist is, I actually enjoy arguing the logic that God doesn't exist. So I dated a really sharp, intelligent guy, but he was an atheist, and so I took all of it and I really heard him out. And it just wasn't for me, man. I knew. 
So I was very happy. I, when I just I found no, my, no. My there's, faith. I mean, even uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He talked about there's a voice in my head that knows way more than I ever taught it. Mm. Yeah, you know, love that. Something- Basically, he he just says there's no. I, I, and I've I've I too have been I've I've been heading off so many self destructive areas, and then something just reached out and went. No, I stopped. The just, fast- not, not yet. Yeah. There are fastest no- growing religion today is is non secular, which is no religion. But it doesn't mean they don't believe. They just yeah. don't have a religion. It is in Europe, it's the fastest, and it's the second fastest in North America. Non secular. What is it? Or secular. Non secular. Secular. Sorry. Non- secular. Secular Christianity. No secular. Just- meaning they don't have an affiliation. A bit maybe like Russell. They don't have an affiliation with any faith. Hey, I'm Catholic. That is the fa- oh, see, there you go. Russell does pick a box. When's the last time you um, went to communion? Confession. Church, every Christmas. Every no, Christmas. you're not there. In Christmas, you're across the world somewhere, and it's just Dad and I with Susie the, and Ernestine. For a, there, I have churches across the world. It's a very true statement about atheists, and it's there are no atheists in foxholes. Hmm. And it's 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 true. So I think that's the dumbest of all of them. It is, well, it's I feel like, like they haven't done drugs or something. You have to I mean, deny, not, like, was just lights out when you die. It's like, well, yeah. many people do, yeah. Some people do. I have friends, actually, I forgot. I have a good girlfriend that thinks s- that. And I always. Scientifically, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can just change form. We are a massive amounts of energy. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And you're pinky. There's enough to, like, power the entire city of Chicago, well, my you said, guru said. Like, what you just said is, I mean, that's like a man decided that was true based on our knowledge at the time. Energy and can't be that, created or destroyed? Exactly. Yeah. You think it can be created or destroyed? I think that, like, yeah, I think we're, we're always going to learn more about the world and our surroundings and the laws of physics, and we could potentially realize, hey, that's actually wrong. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Especially the... There's no God. Especially the more we Russell look... Change my mind. Go ahead, I'm sorry. The more we look into, like, quantum science, it's... Um, I mean, the older stuff, the older laws of physics seem to be um, in in contrast to quantum mechanics, for sure. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because the atomic bomb don't lie. And the atomic bomb releases a lot of energy uh, from the atoms. And it goes back to E equal MC squared. Energy is equal to mass times the speed of light squared. So... It's just a bunch of devil talk, Matt. <laughs> full of sin, right? About them old sorry. mountains versus young mountains. Cover your kids' ears, right? Yeah, I had a friend the other day. Sorry, don't lose yourself on EMC squared. But the, the what? Yeah, the inside joke, Matt's saying. I don't think she listens to my podcast, but if she does, I'm very happy. Um, I had mentioned that the eastern mountains in the United States are older than the western, and she asked, "Why would I say that?" And she looked at her kids. I was like, "Well, because they're like." you know, tectonic plates moving around like, you know, Pangea and stuff. And she's like, I don't, she was worried. She's a homeschool mom and she was worried her kids might've heard what I said. I don't think she's really thought it through on mountains, but uh, I came back to Matt. I'm like, Hey, I'm just like rolling off of what I assumed was correct. Yeah. <laughs> this is how mountains are made, right? Tectonic plates moving. And I'm homeschooling and, too. And he's homeschooling kids too. He's like, no, and that's not against his Christian faith, but it was, it definitely threatened hers, I guess. And I, I guess I, I would, analyze when somebody says something and it threatens my faith i don't know that i would say anything to them at all i what, would question why it, she just didn't why know. do i feel that way mm-hmm. why do i feel like i need to cover my kids ears or why do you know really dig into that because it's profound that's but the questions to, you need to I'm ask glad you said that, to but back to, yeah, 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 yeah. thanks for just reining me in there beth thank you thank you for keeping it on top that's good i was about to go off and tell a story about a local ant killer that i found that works really good in the garden 
Um, so back to Einstein. Yeah, e equal mc squared. If you take he's on uh, fire. If you take this styrofoam cup right here, uh, I would say that it weighs ten grams, maybe. <laughs> if you took all of the energy that it takes to hold this cup together, the atoms uh, and the protons, the neutrons, and all that, and you were to release that energy, there's enough energy in this styrofoam cup to power the sun for at least a few minutes. Uh, I think uh, it was a, a Expo eraser that some professor had calculated out and said it would run the sun for like 15 minutes. So when you think that you weigh 170 pounds or whatever it is, that's a tremendous amount of energy. But then when you extrapolate that out to the mass of the Earth, the mass of Mars, our, everything in our solar system, to our galaxy, to our universe... Uh, I think you hit on something that's fairly profound, which is something I've thought about, which is, okay, if God created this system, I believe that that energy that holds all this together uh, through E equal MC squared would be a thought, that, we, that all of this is actually a thought. And to me, I haven't been able to find one thing yet that debunks that. Remember when uh, Elon Musk and them were saying there's a huge probability that we're in a simulation? That you know, it's like the Matrix. We're in this computer-generated simulation. Uh, they were going one way with that, but I would say the cousin to that is we we actually are like that, but we are in the thought, yeah. Which would mean that we don't exist outside of God. We are part of God. We're His thought. And I've always given the analogy that you could, uh, and did I say this on another podcast about where you could think of some, you could write a book and you could come up with a character in a book, and you could uh, stop me if I've already said it, but you could give that character clothes to wear. You could say what day of the year it is. You could do all these details, but you could never give that person free will. And that's the difference between us and God. God not only knows how every drop is held together. I was in a waterfall once thinking about this. I'm like, every water drop that's ever fallen, that ever will fall, God knows every movement of that water drop, where every electron is, which is better than the Heisenberg principle, which is we, we can know where an electron will be or when it will be, but not both. <laughs> but see, God can know where it will be and when it will be at the same time. Of every electron in the universe, we can't, it's, it goes back to the dog looking at that doorknob. We cannot comprehend that. But this gives us amazing power at the same time. Because if God created by thought, and we're made in the image of God, and we're part of God, watch your thoughts, because they're powerful, and you will create by them. Crap. Yeah, so don't be so hard on yourself. Accept yeah. things. Be humble, but be open to receive. Yeah, I mean, all all your MC squared <coughs> and physics and stuff is it's all, wrong. All that science. Ugh. All that's in time space assumptions. Yeah, that's true. And time, if time is just a perception or or something we perceive, so you know, there's fields of science that are making non. Uh, time space assumptions and trying to see how the you know uh, and true because outside of that is no time God's not in time well he, Russell kind of reminds me of like my day at Cambridge right where you're at like the highest elite universities in the world where all these brains understand and talk about EMC squared back in the 50s and understand it all and then I'm like yeah but now we're questioning if men and women are you know, the same thing, and if they can get pregnant. That's why I don't no, give that any time. Don't give that very, any time. Yeah. That, well, it's probably oh, bad we well, talk so about why, it as much as yeah. we do. It's what? just a joke. Funny to me. It's a joke. Yeah. yeah. But 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll see in it's five years very, where we go. This is very low level because, consciousness. Type. Because, but, but the, I think the reason it matters is because today they have gotten to universities. Cambridge has actually been in and out of the news of like I think that was the one that did let Jordan Peterson come. But I mean, they've gotten so woke at universities. You may even have a, a university as esteemed as Cambridge, Cambridge or Oxford. That that used to debate EMC squared are now be like, well, we, we we can't deny or confirm that men can get pregnant. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're we're kind of on that doorstep. Okay, that. sorry to bring us back back to no, no but it's a good but point. But it did it like hit it was my a head time that we were aspiring to really lofty goals, and now we're just wallowing down here in, in muck. Yeah, issues. and it, we know and we all know the truth. Only for we both, but we don't often say it in the news. It's to be polite. Like I get what we're doing it, but we also know that. I want to be polite, but I also want a world that works. And I know a world can't be built without a foundation, and we have to have a foundation. Like men are men, and women are women. And, well, it's when we're talking about that, be, Hannibal comes here's over the, thing, the I'll be nice, though. We'll all be. We'll be nice. I think we're on the back side of that. I mean, everything is. Are you? You think? I mean, maybe so. Maybe. So I'm, you watch um, Bill Burr's uh, special comedy special. I mean, he just rips it all to shreds. Does he rips oh. what? Men and women. So thingy. he just oh. bring he two just genders. Br- so he brings up that like uh, just <coughs> what good comedians do is they say I guess what you're thinking, but what no one actually says out loud. No one's willing to say. Yeah. So we do that on this podcast. He points out. He points out that like uh, the soccer players are being interviewed, and they're like, uh, "This is, I guess, uh, we're virtue signaling now, or we're talking about how the men's soccer team makes way more than the women's." And they're asked them, they got, you know, they do the press conferences sometimes where they have the players and they ask the men's soccer players, why do you make more than the women? And every single one of them had to act like they didn't know the answer. Like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, you're it's, way more interesting. You're selling to watch, more bro. tickets. <laughs> exactly. It's obvious. Like, this, like, when you go to the men's, the women's soccer games, the bleachers are empty. It was like, you know, could that be a reason they make less? <laughs> So it just these really obvious things that were just like acting as like like a mystery, like why the women's hockey players make less money. Well, I don't know. Well, that's why when what's her name when she was who's the the justice they just who, when the whole thing started when, when she said when she said when they said do you know can you identify a man from women she says I'm not a biologist. Oh. Why did she say that? Yes, she could, but it would not be politically correct to say yes, I can identify well, a man from. Here's what's ironic about her saying I'm not a biologist is because a biologist would just go to the biology and be like you know, use the organs of a male <laughs> and the female like they actually have definitions of what a man and a woman is. So I thought it, I thought it was so tacky. She said I'm not a biologist. It's like well a biologist is like doing the old school thing where if you had the male parts or a male, right. And like, she's trying to pretend like you can, like biologists aren't doing that. Biologists go off of the deaf, you know. They'll tell you. Yeah. They'll do like Crocodile Dundee. Oi, she's a Sheila. Reach down there and grab it. (laughs) (laughs) That movie was before it's... Yeah, okay. All the good movies. Dang, you're right. Hey guys, I, I don't, I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer here and this is a hot topic, but, uh, I think we've been rolling for like almost two hours, and I got I got some stuff that's got to be done tonight. Thanks for shutting us down, Matt. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, y'all can keep rolling, but I got to bounce. No. Uh, we have stuff to do, too. Oh. Yeah, we're, no, we're, 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 we're very busy. You know, I 
feel bad. We're looking at Rex's uh, book. We didn't get to. No, no, no. But you know what? I can uh, I can tell stories. Actually, later. Why, why don't you tell one story real quick? That funny one. The, quantum bomb. No, nope. oh, Russell hit the you quantum bomb. We're she done. Stories. All right, ladies and gentlemen, c- come back next time, and I will tell. Are we d- are we really wrapping? We're, we're done. We're done. No, no. I will. I will, I will yeah, we'll hit it next time. Hit it next time. Because uh, Matt's going to be on the road. He leaves uh, to take that. Leave. His family, I don't know four about. kids, and oh, you're right. Never mind. Matt's at home. Don't rob him. <laughs> 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 <laughs>